All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Amy Mark scores, Chris Ranji alongside you, and it is Super Bowl weekend, baby, and the Kansas City Chiefs are back where they pretty much always are, and that's the Super Bowl. And to discuss the big game this weekend. So annoying for me. So annoying for this Bears fan over here. <laughs> we have Danon Hughes, a Kansas City Chiefs analyst on the radio broadcast side. Danon, good to talk to you again. Hey, good morning. Yeah, good to talk to you guys as well. Good morning here from Vegas. Uh, don't be mad about this this run about the Chiefs now. Uh, I can well, hear the disdain why? in your voice. That, that was yes. That was, you know, we waited a long time for this to happen. We went, you know, the last playoff game that we won before Andy Reid came in was when I was a rookie. So we went a long time without any postseason success. So we're going to relish this time. We're savoring yeah. every moment. You know, the last time we went through it, we had Jay Cutler, you know? Uh, so do you, do you, do you understand? I feel your Dana pain. I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Good point. Because we should have Patrick Mahomes. That's the main problem. Patrick Mahomes is everything and he should have been a bear. And so now I'm, I'm looking at him and in his first six seasons in the NFL, he goes to a conference championship every single time multiple Super Bowls already. I mean, how many more Super Bowls is this guy going to go to? As many as they allow us. I mean, why why stop now? Like we we become we become very very spoiled in the Chiefs kingdom in regards to the opportunities that are available to us and how we can, you know, flourish. So, to me, like don't stop this train, don't pull it off the tracks. I'm ready to keep riding this thing. And Dana, you're in Las Vegas. Super Bowl weekend, crazy town. Would you say that Las Vegas on Super Bowl weekend is about the same or less buzz than Taylor Swift at a home game in Kansas City on any other given weekend? <laughs> yeah, I think it's slightly more, but there is, you know, obviously the Swifties are out. I actually met my first Swiftie that was only riding along with the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. So I've met Taylor Swift fans. Obviously, they're they're all in droves out there. But actually, in the uh, casino, she had I'm a Swifty tag on her shirt. She had a big, you know, bulletin board, cardboard board, board walking around with Travis Kelsey on it. And then she openly admitted she only likes football because of Taylor Swift. So I, I, the world is going into strange places when you have <laughs> but, that be the effect of, of that relationship. Uh, we talked to Mitch uh, Holtis, your your colleague, about this and just the amount of attention the Chiefs have gotten. It's it, it must be overwhelming in a sense because here's a team that for years, just because of the market they're in, much like St. Louis, you know, flies under the radar. And then mm-hmm. you get this great quarterback who does what he does for six years. And then on top of it, a global superstar is thrown into your mix. It, it, this is, it, I can't imagine a season being more intriguing than this one. 
I thought it was supposed to be like a lifetime movie. Maybe that's going to happen. It's going to be on what E Network or something like that. This is a story that we normally oh better than that HBO Saturday afternoons HBO. There you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's been great. I don't think it's been a distraction. I think a lot of people make it out to be more than it really is. Uh, What I've heard, I've never met her, but what I've heard, she's down to earth. She comes. uh, She treats everybody with respect. uh, The you know from the the ushers and everybody at the stadium uh, to everybody apart in their family. So to me, it's it's a great uh, great asset to have. I mean, I'm, I'm sure from a monetary standpoint, the NFL and the Chiefs are making out Tra- Travis Kelsey's jersey number one went up in uh, you know sales. So like from a monetary standpoint, it's great. Obviously, if we didn't make it to the Super Bowl, there probably would have been a side story blaming her or something like that. So I'm kind of glad that we've gotten to where we are. You know, it's not to keep pushing the the Taylor Swift aspect because I want to get to the game as well. But there will be a ton of eyes watching the Super Bowl, as there always are. But new eyes as well because of the Taylor Swift effect to the point that beauty brands and brands that don't normally advertise during the Super Bowl will be advertising. I heard Dove, like the body skincare, they're uh-huh. they're running their first Super Bowl ad in over 20 years. <laughs> you got to love it. I mean, well, well, yeah. you know, uh, unless you're a Bears fan, you got to love this, right? <laughs> okay. See, no, okay. now, Ronge, Ronge We'll never be back there again. You can't be sad, Ronge, because like you said, the Bears would have ruined Mahomes anyway. That's true. You, yeah. Mahomes had to go, was where he is supposed to be. That is probably actually true. Yes. <laughs> you, so the um, I want to talk more about the game itself because okay. you've got two teams here that are just really good teams. We we've already talked about Mahomes, who's uh, arguably the best quarterback ever already. I think you could start to make those those arguments, and he's very young in his career. And going up against a guy who really came out of nowhere, literally Mr. Irrelevant, and and look what he's doing. So look at the matchup here. What do you think? Yeah, you got to give Brock Purdy a lot of credit. Uh, to me, he garners a lot of respect from guys like myself because being that blue-collar guy, especially at that position, the most important position in all of sports, and to elevate himself the way he has in just two years, uh, has been a phenomenal side story. And the the way he's been able to do it and how he continues to mature at the quarterback position. Now, I try not to hold the fact that he's an Iowa State Cyclone against him. Uh, but, but at the same time, I can respect his game on the field because it's one thing to – to burst out and be a superstar, you know, kind of an unsung guy like a Tony Romo was, and and we've seen that at different times uh, in in the NFL. But it's a whole other thing to manage superstars from that position. And when you got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you got a, a a slew of talent around you. And a lot of times there are guys that would play that position and just try to play it. So they, they, they don't make mistakes instead of trying to thrive in that position. So I give him credit for really taking that taking the helm uh, to, seriously and to the point of allowing his playmakers to make plays and being, you know, just being a, a stud at the position. Having said that, you know, I'll ta- I would take Patrick Mahomes 
every day and twice on Sunday because of what his abilities have shown. Uh, he has been outstanding. I think it's a great side story for Brock Purdy. Obviously, the retribution tour for them after losing in Super Bowl 54 against us, being up by double digits with just over six minutes left, and then losing by double digits, uh, that's got a sting. There's a lot of guys on this team that were that were on that team and experienced that loss, so I'm sure they got some extra extra juice that they're going to try to tap into in regards to this game. So there's a lot of cool side stories, but when we got 15 and he's healthy, uh, I give us as good a chance as anybody. It, it is really hard to bet against him, and I think that's the bottom line for me and for a lot of people. Um, the 49ers have an excellent defense. I don't know if the, it's probably because Mahomes is the guy and there have been some you know, receiving issues with the Chiefs this year. But, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes. I don't think the Chiefs, from a um, an outside perspective, have gotten enough credit for their defense. Yeah, definitely not. And, and if I was on your air waves, if I was on your show back in July, and I've said this for a large part of the last part, portion of the season, if I was on the radio show in July and said, we got a healthy, fully healthy Patrick Mahomes all season, a fully healthy Travis Kelsey all season, um, and the story of our success and getting to the Super Bowl was the defense. You guys would have had me drug tested. Like it would, <laughs> it would not have been necessarily the best take. But the fact remains is that's why we're here. We, even with those guys and the star power that we have on offense, the reason why we're here is the consistent dominance of this defense. Uh, consider over the last eight games, including the playoffs, the last eight games the Chiefs have played, they've allowed – uh, in the second half of those games, they've allowed an average of four points. Like, that's incredible. It's to think it's about yeah. against Patrick Mahomes when you're trying to mount a comeback, when you are trying to hold on to a lead and try to put points on and get multiple scores up to put us in a position to uh, have to make a comeback. Four points in the second half. That tells you a lot about this defense, their, the depth of the defense, and we're still young. George Karloftis tied for the lead on, on the team in sacks. He's only in his second year. Trent McDuffie, who I think should be the defensive MVP of this team, second-year guy. You got um, uh, Leo Chanel, second-year guy. You have uh, Nick Bolton, just in his third year. Like, there's so many, so much talent, so much young talent, and when you think about the defense, you talk about Chris Jones, justifiably so, but there's a lot of young talent around that's making plays and helping us win. People like to think of everything in, in terms of history. And when a team does really well, th there are a lot of people who are quick to say, well, this, this is a dynasty here. Mm -hmm. um, how do you define it? And are the chiefs already there? Uh, I'd say, I would say yes, because I feel like the dynasty thing, and I, I was watching some sports shows and they were talking about, Three, you have to win three championships in a short window of time, whether three in a row or three in four or five years to be considered a dynasty. Well, we're right in position to do that. But even even if we don't, like to go to six straight AFC championships, to host five of those, to go and have to beat the team that you ended the season with the Buffalo Bills, who were always anointed as the next team uh, every single year between them and the Chargers, and they never get it done. And yet you go onto their field when they finally have an opportunity for you to come to their house and you beat them 
uh, on their field, then have to go to the number one seed, the best team in the NFL with the uh, MVP and Lamar Jackson go on the road and accomplish that win and get to the Super Bowl. Like, you want to make it just about – some people want to make it just about the Super Bowl wins. But when you talk about the road to get here, to me that should be calculated in the dynasty talk. So just the fact of this success, the dominance over the AFC West uh, consistently, uh, what, eight straight years I believe it is that we've won, uh, like how do, you, how do you then try to negate it and say it's not a dynasty just because we may lose this game? I, I feel like it is already a dynasty. Yeah, it's, a, it's astounding dominance when you look at it like that. Dana, I wanted to ask you before we let you go about uh, someone who's close to St. Louis Rams fans' hearts, and that's Tory Holt. The NFL mm-hmm. awards were last night. Tory Holt did not get into the Hall of Fame. I feel like he's got to get in. I feel like it's a travesty. What are your thoughts on Torrey Holt? Absolutely. Obviously, I'm going to be team wide receiver anyway, but I'm also I'm also a big critic of wide receivers because I played the position. And with that being said, I feel like Torrey Holt is definitely a bona fide uh, Hall of Famer. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce uh, and he were a dynamic duo for several years. And it's hard to be that complimentary receiver uh, the Batman and Robin. Okay, well, who was Batman? Who was Robin? On any given day, you could probably interchange that. So I feel like Torrey Holt, he's carried himself uh, while he was playing and since he's been done playing as a, a professional. He's been a great ambassador to the game. I got to know him a little bit in a few charity golf tournaments and so on uh, at NFL events, and he, he just seems like a top-shelf dude. So it's sad when you when you see uh, guys like that get passed over time and time again. There are a lot of guys. Like, I think of Otis Taylor, you know, the, the, the Kansas City Chief, you know, was part of Super Bowls back with Lenny Dawson back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, and he's not in the Hall of Fame as a player. He's, he was one of the first big physical receivers, and he won, and yet he gets passed over. So I, I feel like the, the Hall of Fame – it's tough. I understand, especially with the emergence of the offenses nowadays where uh, you've got a thousand yard receivers and, and you've got some dominance on the offensive side that you forget about the greatness of guys like Torrey Holt. Speaking of receivers, uh, selfishly, I'm going to ask you this one question. Uh, we were talking about Bears Super Bowl the last time they were there. Opening kickoff, Devin Hester returned mm-hmm. it to the house, and it was the greatest sports moment of uh, ever, and then they lost. Um, <laughs> so he he gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a returner. Yeah. It, similarly, in baseball, some people think that closers shouldn't get into the Hall mm. of Fame because they don't play enough. Um, what do you think of him making it? All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I I, I think you don't have a Hall of Fame just because – it's a third phase. I think there's a mindset sometimes with fans. You go back to your high school and your Pop Warner thoughts as a kid or as a parent, 
And you're like, oh, well, the kids that play special teams, they've just not, they're not good enough to play offense and defense. No. In the NFL, it's an equal phase. And I made my career six years being a captain on the special teams uh, and having played with great returners myself. And Devin Hester, if you talk about the return game, he is the top guy. Uh, I feel like he, guys like Dante Hall, uh, they shaped the NFL and made it exciting. Like we all know the opening play of every game in the history of the NFL has been and always will be a kickoff and a kickoff return. And the fact that he was able to do that on that stage uh, and his coach, by the way, special teams coach for the bears at that time was Dave Tobe, who is the current yep. special teams coach for the chiefs. So I got to know Tobe. He is extremely proud of Devin Hester. He spoke about it on the pregame show that we'll have on tomorrow. I mean, I have on Sunday. Uh, I just feel like that's a part of the game. Kickers, punters, return guys. If they were top shelf and you had to game plan to either not kick it to them or game plan on how to kick it to them. And then he still was able to flourish. He deserves to be in the hall of fame. Danan Hughes, he is the analyst on the Chiefs radio broadcast. We appreciate your time, Danan. We can't wait to talk to you next week, and go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, indeed. Uh, and sorry about the Bears again. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's okay. Have, have fun this weekend. Enjoy it. All right, thanks. Thank you, Danan Hughes. And uh, Rond, I think you could pretty much end any conversation with sorry about the Bears. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 